Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. We have returned. It is episode 260-something or other. I could not even begin to tell you. You know what? If you downloaded this, you know exactly what number it is. How's that? I'm Gary. I'm Chris. Uh, Chris is back. Yes, sir. I've been doing the Daily Show by myself for two weeks. Chris has had a little time off. That's right. He's enjoyed himself. He is all in on some new football, though. So, we will uh, we will discuss that. We're going to talk to AAF and their new investment. We're going to talk the AAF reaction, or at least our reaction, after two weeks. Uh, we're going to talk a little college basketball, some future odds for the national championship, the college football national championship futures for 2019. Uh, these are from the Westgate. We'll, we'll talk about those. The initial S&P Plus projections from SB Nation. So, Bill Conley. The the nerd guy, That's the right. smart guy. I was about to say smart guy. Incredibly smart guy. I, I wish we could get him on the show. Either way, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. they got six incredible sports books. You can go check them all out at tunicatravel.com. You can check us out at winningcureseverything.com. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at winningcures. I'm at GaryWCE. I'm at Chris B. Giannini. Let's get this thing rolling. All right, this is Winning Cures Everything. The AAF $250 million investment. We got to talk about this to start off today's show. Carolina Hurricanes owner, that's the NHL for those that don't pay any attention to hockey, <laughs> uh, owner Tom Dundon will serve as the AAF board of directors after the first week and how successful everything was. He was not, I won't say obsessed, but he thought very highly of the product. He came to Charlie Ebersold, Ebersold, however you say it, and told him, look, I understand how these like startup projects work. You go and get a little bit of money in step A. Step B, you go get a little more money. Right. Step C, he said, why not just screw it and you can get it all from one place and you will have all the money you're going to need. And Charlie said that's a deal he could not turn down. Nope. Cut uh, a check, $250 million. $250 million and he is now a chair, like oh, the yeah, chair yeah. of that, the that board def- of directors. That definitely buys you a chair. And, and if you're paying that much – there, there doesn't need to be many other chairs. Agreed. Uh, David Glenn of The Athletic, he reported that the AAF was in a position where they needed this money like now. They needed capital to be able to pay players, et cetera, et cetera. And I talked on The Daily Show today about how that was just wrong. Yeah, yeah a little quick with the trigger finger. Um, well, he and, came uh, out, and, and the reason he was saying it is because he had been told by agents that the players had not been paid for week one, yeah. which so is just, true. He just assumed it was because, you know, they didn't have the money. Or, or his sources That's right. said that they didn't have the money. When, in fact, it was exactly what they said it was. It was a, a glitch <laughs> because they switched payroll companies or payroll systems or whatever. Like, they all ended up getting paid today. It's it's really funny that they use the word glitch. The the ringers doing like they do like a big rewatchables on movies and stuff like that. They've just done one on The Office and how 
<laughs> this this is a glitch in the payroll system. Yeah. We just fixed the glitch. So <laughs> I kind of think that's 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 all it was. And uh guys are getting paid and the league's going well. It was it and was they've got all not. they've got all the money they need for this year. Well, and they I mean two hundred fifty million, like well, I, I don't know what their operating budget is, so Well I would imagine would, they've got enough for another three years. The salary uh, pool for the entire league is only twenty eight million dollars. Oh, then yeah, that'll buy you a lot because so, your coaches aren't making that damn much. Yeah, your no, I also don't know what the leases on the buildings are that they're and I'm, I would imagine it's probably not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm wondering, so one of the things that David Glenn at The Athletic brought up is that Raleigh, North Carolina could end up with an AAF team next year. That's right. Now, would this be a relocation or an expansion? It doesn't matter. Well, it, it matters <laughs> as far as the money goes, right? Because if you're bringing a whole other team in, that no, adds a quite a bit. But it also is going to add value. It is. But I, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, Memphis brought up, or they they claimed eleven thousand people. No, and it was no. closer to three. So a friend of mine, and I don't know who had all this going on. He went, you went, right? I was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not, not. I was not. Like going. I was, I was actually texting you two hours before the game. Like, hey, I'm leaving in a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought you would. And then, and then, no. He, so my, my wife nixed that. The, the um, area code of Memphis is nine hundred one, and he was like. 901 people showed up. Yep. And uh it was great. Like it, it was, was cold. You know, 901 fans. Um 901 I, I don't know cold, that 900, rainy. I don't know that 900 people were there maybe. No, there was there was about 2000. Oh. That, I'd say 2 oh. to 3000. You couldn't tell from TV. No, 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 you couldn't tell from TV, but if you go and actually look at like pictures and whatnot, like there were big pockets of fans. Bad weather in Memphis right now. I don't oh, yeah. know what it is the rest of the year or the rest of the country. I know this. It was cold, it was rainy, and I wasn't going. I was going to sit at home, and I was going to watch from my chair. Well, I was – so my father-in-law and I were, like, ready to go. And my wife was like, well, you know, I mean, if y'all want to, that's fine. I, I, but, I texted you early – what was it, Friday or Saturday? Yeah, Friday yes. we were texting. Yeah. Or Saturday. And I was just like, look, man, I'd, I'd love to go. It's going to be a game-time decision. Yeah. If it ends up being decent, I'll be there. <laughs> if it's not, listen, I don't love this thing enough to do that. Yeah. That so so you see how few people were there. Yes, right. I can't imagine the lease for the building was that much, if unless they were expecting like fifteen to twenty thousand people, and if they were like the the Tigers drew seventeen thousand and yeah, they're like a good you, team. You can't do that. You just can't expect those kind of numbers, especially right off the bat, right now. Right. So you got to grow to that. If if it is a relocation, Memphis is a prime team to lose it. To, to lose this team. I don't know that the people of Memphis will be that devastated. I don't I think I mean, maybe those either. 900 people will be upset. But I will say this. There's a, there is a big-time uh, interest in it as far as social media, as far as uh, – so I, I listened to Jeff Calkins on Gary Parrish's show. So are they talking about and, it on Memphis Radio? Oh, yes. Okay. Like, they, they talk about it every day. I haven't, I haven't turned the radio on which is time. Which is crazy. Like – but right now, I mean, the Grizzlies kind of suck. The Tigers not doing really well. Uh, there's not a lot to discuss, but people are interested in it. They had an article about Penny Hardaway and the Tiger basketball program. And then Calkins did another article about the first game of the AAF at the Liberty Bowl. And the AAF one dwarfed the, the Penny article. People love football. Yeah. I, I don't know that people know that or not. People love football. People absolutely love football. I was very much out on this league before it started 
because I bought now I was young when the XFL came in. Yeah. And I was a young man, I say. And I'm not like I wasn't a child. But I bought in. Hook line and sinker. Everybody I was very did. excited. And and it broke my heart. And I just well, said it's because the, the I'm league not, sold itself this. so well. Right. Like Vince McMahon knew he's what a, he was that's doing. That's right. But and this, I know that today. I know that he's a you know, he's a salesman. Right. But this is a completely different deal because it is a well, it's an NFL they are building it up to be an NFL developmental league. That's right. They don't want these players to stick around forever. They want them to build up and get a shot to go to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're three year contracts for two hundred and fifty million uh thousand dollars. Sorry, two hundred fifty yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for three years. Yeah, that's it. That's what they want it to be. And that's see what you just talked about. That's something else I wrote down was the difference between the AAF contract and the NFL practice squad contracts. If you and I was reading an article that the Ringer wrote back in October or November last year in California, mm-hmm. if you are on an NFL practice squad. For all 17 weeks, along with the first six weeks of training camp, after taxes, you make $88,000. That's, that is enough to maybe sleep in your car well, in California. No, and hang on. No, no, no. You're technically an NFL player, even though you're a practice squad guy. I'm going to bet those uh, player union dues are still taken out of that check. Wouldn't doubt it. And, and you're not talking about, okay, you take Tom Brady's player union due out, nobody cares. You know, you, you take these guys out and they make eighty grand. That's that's a lot. It's a for, big for the difference. guys that live in L.A. Yeah, trying to trying to make it work. So, or the guys this, that live in New York. And I mean, so it is in the AAF deal. Cities. Now, tell me this: the other side of this was they were talking about. You know, why would you set it up in Orlando and Atlanta and Memphis and da 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 da? If because the TV stuff, like people are going to watch yep. if it's on TV. But does it matter if it's the Memphis Express or if it's, like, the Chattanooga Express? Okay. I don't care because it, I have watched all of these games that I've had the ability to watch. Yeah. And and it didn't matter if Memphis was playing or not. I'm, I'm watching every second of the Orlando games because oh, I, so I, much I, fun. I worship at the feet of Steve Spurrier, somebody who grew up hating Florida his entire life. I, it, there was a respect the man, hate the team yeah. my entire life. Um, I'm following that guy to the grave. And that's just it. Um, so, no, they're a lot of fun. And then some of the other teams are a lot of fun. It's just I love football. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't care who's playing. I've got – here's what way. I like most about it. For the most part, I've got an equal level of competition on both sides. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's kind of all I ask for. It's one of the reasons I strongly dislike local high school football is because <laughs> there are really good teams that beat up on really bad teams all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's my biggest pet peeve with college football is you have big boy teams that beat up high school teams. This is what I love. I love this. Yeah. I'm in. And I don't care where the teams are. Here's Me and you talked about this a little bit, and I don't know if we ever did this on the show or not, but – I think it was smart to have teams in Birmingham and in Memphis and in Orlando. These are cheaper places to live. Those those cats living out in San Diego, that's tough. That's, that's a, it. Oh, that's yeah. a hard li- They obviously don't live in San Diego. They are staying in San Diego, probably minor league baseball in it, six dudes to a, to an apartment kind of thing. Yeah. And and, and, and huffing it and roughing it um, until the season's over with, and then they're going back to wherever the hell they came from. Yeah, I because, believe that. Because that's not enough money to live in San Diego. I thought it was smart to have teams in cities that are cheaper to live in. And the other thing, 
you put them all in the South, that's where people love football. Yeah. Like, we we love college football in the South because for the longest time we didn't have pro football. Well, it's, we always had the same. San Antonio had, had 29,000 oh, people. There's there's no question I mean, in my mind. crazy. Nobody was more excited about Vegas getting their football team. The, the Oakland Raiders made a mistake by going to Vegas. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. San Diego absolutely made a mistake by going to L.A. And maybe they can renege on that deal to bunk up with the Rams and be the second L.A. team. Yeah. If I was them, I would be on the first thing smoking to San Antonio. Those people love football, yeah. and they don't have football. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you would draw – now, the thing is, in L.A., obviously, the worth is so much more. And they're not worried about drawing people. They're not I worried about this. No, they, don't get, they want TV eyes, and it doesn't matter what city you're in in the NFL, you're getting the same TV eyes. Yeah. And, and because you're in L.A., it's obviously going to be valued at more. Yep. Um, but if you, if you want people that are going to care about your team, San Antonio is the If, if they built a fifty to 60,000-seat stadium in San Antonio, you're talking about an un. Believe and San Antonio is a world class city. Yeah, it's an awesome city. Yeah, I agree with that. So I agree with that. I'm 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 all in on that. Let's uh let's jump off this. We'll talk about our reaction to the league after uh after two weeks. Sound good? All right, let's jump in. AAF reaction after week two. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Six incredible sports books. And I don't know where you can go bet on the AAF down there. I believe, like, Hollywood. I believe Samstown. I'm not, um, not, not going to try to speak to that. I haven't been down yet to try to find I would out. imagine that all of them would have it right now. Like, one is William Hill. The other is uh, Fan, or, uh I'd be uh, shocked if they yeah, don't. FanDuel. I mean, it's pretty popular. Yeah, it's really popular now. Um, but, yeah, go to tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about all the sports books there. You can call the sports books and ask which one. Easy enough. Tunicatravel.com. Got your information for that. Let's jump in. AAF reaction after two weeks. You're all in, right? I'm in. I didn't you, think I was going to be in. No, you did not think I, you I were going to be in at all. I very much tempered my expectation. And week one, I was very happy. Yeah. Uh, I was bored. It was uh, my first weekend without football in a long time. And I sat down on the chair, and the kids were, had the iPad, and the wife was doing something around the house. And I said, let's, let's turn this thing on. Let's see what happens. And I was happy. I was very happy. It's a good product. I really do. Like I it. I enjoy. All right, so my favorite thing about it is the instant replay. Yep, and the transparency behind that. The, exactly. That is my number one favorite thing about the, it. The the Birmingham Iron and the Salt Lake Stallions. There was a. It was uh, the the punt return that ended up being a fumble that everybody assumed that his knee was down. And it was so transparent, right? So Salt Lake was up nine to nothing, and Birmingham got the fumble and returned it for a touchdown. It looked like his knee hit, but there was no angle on the camera where you could see it. And you can hear this guy talking the whole time about, "I can't see where the ball is from these different like it." And it's yeah. like six different angles, but like none of them showed where the ball was when his knee hit. But you at least see the conversation that goes on. Yeah. So, and it's nice to see that. Like the NFL should up this is the NFL test league. 
Right. They'll, they'll never do this, by the way. They'll never they'll, – they'll, the one thing the NFL will not do is be transparent about anything. Well, that's – But gonna, what I'm saying is they they're should. Gonna stay in the, but they're not. They're not. Um, <laughs> so my favorite thing, and which showed me I really like that, I think it was the Salt Lake – week one, it was Salt Lake-Arizona um, game. And, and, I, and I could be wrong on the game, but there was an opportunity where it was a completed pass – and the ball comes in, and the guy catches it, and it looks like there's a blur that just goes to the ground. Something hits the ground. And oh, I remember this up. one. Yeah. And so they replay it. Everybody in the booth says, oh, that's the ball. The ball hit the ground. No big deal. The officials move the ball back to its original spot. Yeah. And then the guy gets on the headset, says, hey, you've looked at it a little bit. Do you see what we see? And he says, yeah. Yeah, something hits the ground, but I can't tell is that his arm or the ball. And he said, well, well, what? And he says, yeah, I, I, I can't tell. By the, I, by the I cannot tell you that the ball hit the ground. Like Something so, hit the ground, and it's either his hand or the ball. But if it's his hand, it's a catch. And we have to go with whatever you That's call right. on the field. And the official was like, we all think it's the ball. And we already moved the ball back, so now I need you to look and tell me where the spot is and tell me where the clock is. And so yeah. now the official is doing that stuff, and they're talking back and forth. Even on one where 90% of the people disagree, and the replay booth guy is different than them, and we would all say, we hear their conversation in real time, and it made me feel like both of these people were telling the truth. Yeah. If you're talking about an opportunity where somebody's going to screw someone, that person in that booth had better sound like that guy. Oh, yeah. Because he sounded honest. He sounded transparent. He was very real in the moment, and he was just trying to do the best job he could. And I had, I walked away from that thinking, I want this lead to succeed because I need to see this more. There is no level of sports. So not just in pro football, do you think any college football leagues, because college football does have that booth person up yeah. there. They're the ones that start. The SEC is the one that started that, by the way. Yeah. And and do you think that any of the college leagues will say, we're going to actually record both of these people and let people hear it to show transparency? I think that it would be up to networks, partially. Uh, I, no, I don't, because I think um, every network would want them to do it. But I, I do wonder if like it's the same thing with the NFL if you don't want to let those conversations out because you're trying to mess with people you're trying to get the better team you got a Pac-12 situation yeah pretty much i mean that's like, just, and for those that it. don't know what we're talking about with that the the USC Washington State game where there was just an egregious error and a guy that had nothing to do with officiating called in and told them what the call should be correct to get USC from the Pac-12 official office, yeah, not not there. I mean, I'm sure he's watching the game. Well, on he was TV, watching the game on TV. He was but, in the command center. But yeah, but, but that's yeah. It it was no bonkers. So I I I would love to see more of that. So, like everything, and I've heard a lot of people say this. This is nothing new under the sun. You know, the pace of play is incredible. The not having kickoffs, yeah. I thought it was going to be weird. Nope, nope, love it. Nope, Doesn't bother. Well, I can't say the, that I love it. The pace of play is great I because do not, it does not bother me one the, bit. The commercials, yep. like these games are over in two and a half hours. That's exactly right. It is College football beautiful. needs to do more of this than pro football, by yeah. the way, because it's college football that lasts four or five hours. Yeah. NFL games are three hours long. 
Yeah, and some can last four. three and a half. They can go but, four. If we go into overtime and stuff like that, these, this thing is in, you're out. Um, but it's not standing around even when you're watching the game. Like the commercials have gone to the NASCAR way of doing a commercial where yeah. we never take a camera off the field. No, it's like it's rarely nonstop. are we going off the field. Like you, you got the little box, and the sound goes to the commercial, and then it comes back to the field. Um, so no, I love it. I love it. The product, the actual play. Like some people have been giving me a lot of guff. Pat's fan, you know, you had a nothing, nothing Super Bowl for a long time or whatever, and and oh, well, you must like it because there's no scoring. Like, look, the product is going to take a while. Well, they, it won. They only had a guys. month to practice beforehand, right. and and offensive lines take time to build chemistry. Uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers take time to be able to find uh, that that. I guess I can say chemistry. I but think the, those things matter. I think the one place where talent level is just not there, wide receivers just cannot catch in this league. Yeah, it's, I mean they really they really struggle catching the football, and it makes you recognize the talent that's in the NFL. Oh yeah, I mean you've got you know third and fourth you know you know caliber receivers in the NFL that make all these catches. Oh yeah, and and the, these guys are struggling to make catches. So offense is going to be behind. Um, I've had people criticize because you know if they risk, sorry, if they blitz or rush six people, like it's a defensive penalty, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, that's not football." Listen, man, if they allowed them to blitz however they wanted to blitz, these would be nothing, nothing games. Yeah, you, you got to give the offenses sometimes to develop into these things. Uh, but but I like what what I see. I think it's going to get better. Um, do you want to talk at all about the potential that this can take major college football players away? So Are the AAF have that conversation. I, the AAF, I believe, is set up to where they are not going to go in and take players out well, of somebody made a call to Trevor Lawrence that's a part of this league not not a part of that this was, that is the Pacific Pro okay league. the other league that's that's, that's Don Yee's okay yeah yeah right. so the Pacific Pro League absolutely wants to take kids out of college and and some kids maybe out of just straight from high school so let's say let's um, say a kid from college wants to do this wants to do the AAF Let, or let's just, say Trevor Lawrence says I don't need to play 15 games in college football for the next two years and and Let's not kid ourselves. The two hundred fifty thousand dollars salary he's probably making in college, we work under that assumption. But you know what he's not making, and and there's no college player paying under the table stuff happening. When you go to the AAF, nobody's keeping Nike from giving you a hundred million dollar oh, yeah. deal. The or endorsement deal, because you're not you're not tied to this. And if I'm Tua Tungavailoa, or if I'm Trevor Lawrence, and you know you're going to be the number one player overall next year's draft, I'd be looking at saying, man, getting an endorsement deal would set my family up for life. Yeah. To where if I go play one of these only 10 games now, then And then it I makes am. the league profile better. I oh, think, yeah. I, I love the idea because I think that it cleans up college football. Yes, to where you don't have all of the the Jay Billises and whoever else that's constantly like uh, all these the, the NCAA unpaid labor gone, listen, and Jay da, da, Billis da, da. is not wrong. No, the no, NCAA I'm not saying is he's the wrong. Worst organization in sports. This is talking about people like FIFA and stuff like that. I yeah. think the NCAA is worse than all those guys. I, but I will say this: like they've got a way that they that they do it and that they want it done, 
And if you have players that are better than college. Yeah. I think J- then, Jadavion Clowney, after his freshman year, when everyone realizes this guy's going to be a freak. Or Marcus Lattimore. Or right. La- Mar- Marcus Lattimore. Well, I don't know that Marcus Wait, Lattimore, not, not Lattimore was Lattimore. that uh, good. Uh, the, the, who was the Maurice Claret. No, well, Claret, yeah. yeah, but uh, what was the the running back for South Carolina? That was Marcus Lattimore. But that he wasn't that good. He wasn't good enough. To, Who's that he the was safety great. for uh, the Saints? The Is he safety? Lattimore too? Yeah, there's a there's a Lattimore for the Saints as safety. Is but, he Marcus Lattimore though? I don't know that he's Marcus Lattimore. Holy Lord! So Somebody anyway, on YouTube comment that crap. Like, so anyway, neither <laughs> help like, me out. Like Marcus Lattimore blew his knee out twice for South Carolina. Like it would have been a great had he come could have gone and done this. But he wasn't that level. I don't know that he's one of the oh, he was top 10 running backs. He ran 40 con- times for 216 yards against True. a great Florida team that year. He, I mean, he was like 1,300 yards rushing his freshman year. Right, he maybe was, he was ready maybe to I just, go. And I loved him. Maybe, yeah. maybe I just – He was just ready to go his freshman year. It's been so year. long since I've watched but him But he, he blew out one knee his uh, yep. sophomore year, blew, blew out, out another knee his junior, junior year. year. No. I mean, he, you know. And, and, and so it's just one of those deals. I think this is an option to where if I'm a big-time college football player and I know that my draft stock is set, you can tell me all day long, oh, but I want to come back and win a championship. Man, no. Because yeah, but if you're playing at South Carolina. there's, like, there's no, But even if you're playing at Clemson or Alabama, there is nothing that could – let's not kid ourselves. Those kids are getting paid. You know the reason – the only reason college players are not fighting to get – the only people who want them to get paid are media people that think it's wrong because the kid's actually doing it. You never hear guff from them yeah. because they're getting paid too much money. Well, you, you do hear guff from people like – The broke folks. Well, the, the people at Northwestern. Yes. That's, that that That's actually right. filed the lawsuit. That's right. Because like, because they, they are not they are getting, not getting – They are not getting six-figure deals. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things – I think this is a good – because if you are that elite echelon star, maybe not Nike or Under Armour because the league right now has a deal with Starter, but like Gatorade or Powerade, yeah. Tag Watch. I mean, somebody can come in and throw you major, a, a good jillion dollars money. and say, here you go. Yeah. Here, I, nobody I can touch idea. $20 million. Like the XFL has already said that, yeah, we're probably going to – we're going to poach some kids. Yeah. And the Pacific Pro League, which – I don't know that all these leagues are going to survive. So I the don't athlete, think so. I thought, did the worst thing in. You don't want to be first. You want to be right. And when I heard today they didn't have the money, I thought, see, this is the problem. You tried to get it out there too fast, and you weren't ready. Yeah, and now your league collapsed, and that was wrong. It was bad reporting. It was bad reporting. But I, th- they, the I think now AAF, they're the ones that are going to survive. They are actually going to survive because they are willing to try all this new stuff. They have set it up when we as, see a, as a developmental league. So the Pacific like, they're league, not trying to compete. That's right. The Pacific League and the XFL are now going to be compared to them. And yeah. if you're not as good as them, you're done. Yeah. You're done. We're taking you out back. We're well, shooting and, you in the head. So We love football. We don't need that much football. The XFL has come out with Bob Stoops. That's right. Right, which is big name, great, all that. We'll but see how that works out. But the AAF is... NFL guys. That's right. And, and it is guys that have the ears of the people in the NFL. Like, if the XFL can come in with staffs like that, with with Bill Polian, which I know that you don't like. That's fine. Bill Polian. But that's but, a personal argument. He is he, respected in the NFL world. Exactly. And, and, and Bill's done. You're talking about other guys in this league that are going to be making these decisions. Right. Then their voices are respected. Yes. 
And that's that's what I'm saying is the AAF is respected by the NFL. No, I mean, the NFL likes it enough that they actually signed a television contract with them. Correct. Like, that's that's no. how much this matters. So I'm, I'm very pro this league. I'm now curious to see the other leagues because I don't think there's enough of this pie to go around for four of them to eat. I agree. The NFL will be the monster, and somebody will be the kitty table. When the, the XFL is set up in in cities that already have NFL, and I understand, like, it, Atlanta's got a team. Um, so Atlanta's going to have three of these teams. I mean, you've got, you got San Diego, Salt Lake, San Antonio, Arizona, and Arizona is, is set up in uh, Tempe, right? I have no Tempe, idea. Tempe, Arizona. I played I pay that little attention to where these guys are from. And they, well, they play in uh, in Arizona State's stadium. Because yeah. I'm not worried about awesome. where they're from. Uh, Memphis, I, I like Atlanta, Orlando, Birmingham, Atlanta. Like, okay, you already got the Falcons. Maybe don't need to worry with o- Orlando and Jacksonville. Or the Orlando's like the nicest version of Florida you're going to get. Yeah, and, but Orlando's like great. Like the they play worst, in UCF the Stadium. Big city. It's yeah. it's great. Like what they did with this, like the XFL is in a ton of cities that already have NFL teams. It's I think it's going to be tough to get people interested. Now, obviously, because it's Vince McMahon, it will be promoted correctly. It will be it'll be put out there, and everybody will tune in the first week to check it out, like they did back in two thousand one. But well, like I did with this, I was ready to crush this. Oh yeah, I mean I you, you were talking. One game. I remember telling you I was excited about it. And you immediately were like, "We're not talking about it." Don't come to me with this crap. That's right. Well, I just, I look, I don't. I've seen these things fail. I've gotten my hopes up. I'm not. I'm not doing this. If it's great, I'll tell you. But I'm not. We were not going to try to have an intelligent conversation about it before we saw football. Yeah. Before we saw the product, because we literally would be speaking just so out of our asses. It's not even funny. I won four out of five best that first weekend. I didn't even try this week because there was there was such a well one the the totals were so high, and I was like they've been practicing a month. There is no it's way these offenses unders. are. So I, I bet all unders. I lo- the one under that I lost was uh, was the Arizona. With it was it Salt Lake, San Diego, whichever one. Um, but because that one was like thirty eight to twenty two, yeah. and as it was going on, I'm like. You gotta be kidding me! Like, what are they scored sixty points? Um, but I hit that, and I knew that Memphis was going to be terrible because their offense coordinator quit, and I liked Birmingham's defense. And you know, I mean, well, it just well, I've made I've made two bets in this league, two. I won them both. What, what do I'm going to make the same? No, I'm going to make the same bet next week. Betting against Memphis. Nope, and I'm going to make the same bet after that. I'm going to make the same bet after that. I'm just going to keep betting on Steve. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just never going to stop. That's doing totally that. reasonable. I'm just never going to stop doing that. I can completely. And if understand he loses that. five in a row, it's fine. It's fine. This week, love that man. So the Birmingham Iron, the Orlando Apollos, the Arizona Hotshots, all two and zero. They're one and zero in their divisions. The San Antonio Commanders, they are one and zero in their division. They're one and one. San Diego Fleet, one and one, zero and one in the division. Salt Lake Stallions, zero and two, zero and one. But Salt Lake at least looks like they got some fight. I was gonna say Salt Lake looks like a decent team. I the, think they've played some tough teams. The two worst teams in the oh, league. It's not close. It's separated by close. six hours. Atlanta Legends and the Memphis Express. We're bad, man. The Memphis Express is it like this offense is now Zach Stacy, the running back, looks great. He looks like Listen, he's back at Vanderbilt again. Anybody, 
I was texting you and our boys from 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 Northwestern, our, our Westlot Pyro guys, this weekend. Whoever was in charge of drafting Hackenberg in the Jets, I hope I hope they're fired, and I hope nobody else has picked them up. Whoever said yeah. this is the pick, this guy can't play. No, and there were people that thought, well, we need to build the team around him. We need to give him an opportunity. Let's not draft a, a, a young quarterback yet. Let's that's, not go get Darnold or, or whoever they were going to put last that's year. Bad. This guy's bad. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, I thought, hey, we got the closest thing to an NFL quarterback. He's been on the roster the last couple of years. He's been the guy that all he needed was an opportunity, and they never would give him an opportunity. Nope. Oh, now, part of this is the offensive line is like terrible, no, 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 and no, they have I'm played. Not giving him an excuse. At and all. they've played Arizona and Birmingham, which pretty there, good defenses. There was an opportunity. So, Last week, there was a situation twice where he was openly screaming at the coaches, screaming at them. Now, both those times, he drove them down and scored a touchdown. He was One of them was on for the two-point try. Yeah. After they had just scored a touchdown, he was screaming at the coaches like hatred, yelling, get your shit together, screaming. And my thought is this. I, I This is – this is not what I was thinking. If I was one of those coaches, I would knock his ass out. He is not that good. <laughs> no. You look, there is a level where you can talk to people that way. He's not that level. Oh, he is so I far from there, that level. There's nobody in this league that's at that level. You, I agree. You don't do that. And that was that was firing me up. Lost a lot of respect for Singletary. Yeah. Also, I've seen the product on the field two weeks in a row. That kind of hurts his respect lost, as well. uh, lost a lot of respect for Singletary. I there thought too. we had one of the best coaches because I liked Singletary. Well, it's so losing it. Defense, yes. Uh, Offense, there was no chance. And uh, and how mummy quitting we'll see, before? We'll see how good his defense is this week. Uh, yeah, I mean he he got to go up against Steve. Papa's coming to town. Who headball coach? Can somebody get him a visor? I know we probably don't have a lot of aft gear out there. Can we not? Visor. The last two games he's had a hat. Oh, he's been wearing a baseball cap. We need to get him a visor. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't about think that. the aft has visors. Some might make him a visor. You think Steve's if maybe I was, a bald spot? If I oh no, I don't know. Uh, a no, he's got great hair. But <laughs> but B, th- there's no question. About, if I had like an embroidery shop right now, I would just bootleg off their logo and make it. In make this, him a visor and just, and just send it. it. I just send him a bunch of them. Like, just be like, this is from me. One for the every game the rest of the I season. Just, I just love you. All the way through the playoffs. This is for 30 years of my life of you just being in it. Good gracious. All right. As always, show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South's premier source gambling destination. TunicaTravel.com, where you need to go for that. Hit subscribe for us. Leave some comments. Tell us what you think about the league. We want to know what you think. All right. College basketball. We're going to talk futures tonight. Come on. It is Tuesday, February the 19th. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Six incredible sports books that you can go and bet on college basketball. Make your way down there. Check it out. Before you go down, though, go check out tunicatravel.com. They got all the information on all the sports books. Pick out which one you want to go to. Roll on down. Put your ticket in. Figure out who you want to win the national championship, et cetera, et cetera. We will be down there for March Madness for the first round on that Thursday and Friday. We can't announce where yet, but we will. We'll be announcing soon. We can't because we don't know yet. That's We have multiple but, suitors. Yes. We we got one that we think we're rolling with. 
But we do have multiple people, so we, we'll be down there, we'll and we want way. you guys to come and hang out with us. But we'll tell you all about it when we get closer. We're still, we're still over a month away. Um, let's jump into uh, do the college basketball season so far. Okay. Now, you always wait until after <laughs> basically football season. Yes, well, even usually later than that. So the last couple of years, I have waited until about a week or two before the conference tournaments start before I get into college basketball. And we're, we're getting to that point. We're getting to that point. That's right. We're, we're um, there. Now, obviously, I've been, I've been betting been on in it all, for, yeah, for a while. Ba- since January. Now, I've watched it all season, but I've been, I've been really keeping up since January. I'm not going to pretend that I have. This is a sport that I just what was think, the you texted me about a game and I cannot remember what game it was. So I sat down and uh, it was a Thursday night or Tuesday night because it was oh after, it was Kentucky LSU. After, yeah, it was after yeah, after yeah, my yeah. kids got out of swim. We got home and everybody's in bed and exhausted and uh, and I said I'm I'm gonna watch my boys like LSU. I, I follow them on Twitter and stuff like a bunch of people that are LSU people. I know that we're decent this year. LSU's pretty damn and good I, this And year. I know that this is the knowledge that I'm going into this game with. I know that this game is on ESPN for a reason. It's because LSU is playing way better than normal, and Kentucky is always good, and, uh, and Rupp Arena is kind of big and crazy and, and whatever. It's going to be an exciting game. So I'm like, I'm in. I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch this game from start to finish. And I did. And I, and I had a good – and it's not just that LSU won this game. It's that I really enjoyed the product that I watched. Yeah. So then I stuck around, got a two for that night, stuck around for Louisville Duke. And, man, I got a a blowout by Louisville, just rolling on them, and then a massive, unbelievable comeback by Duke. And I thought – And you had to watch Zion play. Have I missed this all year? Because if I have, college basketball has stepped their game up. I don't think I have, and I think I'm just catching it right in its wheelhouse. There there has been – so the season has actually been really good. It's really entertaining. Um, I've seen all the dunks from Zion. I watch all the morning sports shows. And the the dunks are not the – But I I know the the highlights of the season. Yeah. And that's – I mean, you get the gist of it then. Yeah. Um, Very much a super casual fan. I'm we'll, going to watch the big teams. We'll go through and list out the the future odds. Okay. And so this is uh, Action Network posted this, and it's I believe it's from one of the sports books in Vegas. Okay. So the the first team, the best team, lowest odds, whatever, Duke plus 180. That's not surprising Ooh, whatsoever. But that but, but 180 is pretty low though. Oh, it's r- extremely low. I'm I'm gonna bet that when the tournament is seeded and they're the number one overall seed, their odds are better than 180. You you can pay out better than 180 at that point. Oh, that's uh, so. That's actually what I had here. Like, it like, is. I wouldn't re- bet regardless them today. Of, regardless of who it is, that's not going down. No, that's that's not. No, uh, it is better and more profitable Just, because what you're doing with this is you are banking on a team. To hit six games in a row. That's right. It is more profitable to just bet all six games. To just money line bet your pick for six straight games. There is a bet at the sports books. Ask them about it. Most casinos have it to where you can bet an if and then bet to where you can make one wager and roll it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's the best way to do it. 
Um, number two, Gonzaga is plus 700. I wish so bad when, when you showed me that number when we were getting ready to start this. I wish that this was almost like golf where you could bet them or the field. And then you just would, take the field? I would bet against Gonzaga. And I know you'd be paying that, but I would bet against Gonzaga so bad. I, Gonzaga is actually really good, right? Heard, so one of their losses I, I've was, heard this song many times. And they, they made it to the national championship two years ago. Was it two or three? And I think and it was two years other ago. Other than that, what have they done in the tournament? Uh, they they typically get beaten early. So and here's so so people think because they don't watch most of the regular season, I don't know college basketball. Listen, college basketball is pretty fun when you get in the tournament time, and, uh, and it's kind of it's kind of it, you can follow it the way I do and follow it just fine. I think here's my deal with Gonzaga: their league in regular season is so bad. It's yeah. When they've, they they've get won in sixteen straight games by an average of thirty. Points. When they get into the tournament, they get hit in the mouth. They go up against a big boy team, and they can't win. And now, if they I'll do win, this. they are one they of only two teams. The they are one of only two teams that has actually beaten Duke this year. That's so fine. like, that's that's a pretty big deal. But it's different when you're playing them in like November or December right. as opposed to March. I was I was just so, about to say that. Uh, and yeah, that doesn't so make sense to me. We I haven't talked to you about this. We're gonna bring the wives in. Okay. On the show, oh, that was bad last year. Uh, well, it's been bad for two years because the wives are now two and zero against us in our NCAA tournament brackets. Uh, doesn't even know it's called a bracket. Yeah, she, she calls it her picture. Yeah, her her basketball picture. But but we will have them in to go over their picks, yeah. and we're we're going to post it on YouTube. They will actually be a part of the show. Oh. I need you to go on and let Amy know about this. We'll see if that works out. Because uh, Jess is like, I've whooped your ass the last two years. I'm getting on that camera. She has. She and has. so I said, yes, you have, and I don't know how. That's fine. Because yeah, you have, she how. hasn't watched us. it's a bracket. Yeah, you I just mean, it's a pick bracket. whatever. Um, but, yeah, so Jess is like, the wives are getting on camera this year. Okay. And I said, okay. That is, that we, I guarantee you that'll be fine. But uh, next up, Kentucky at number three, plus 1,000. Along with them, you've got Michigan State and Virginia both at plus 1,000. That's, I mean, plus 1,000 is pretty good. Let me ask you a question about Michigan State. So here's what I know about Michigan State by not watching them at all. They have probably were projected to be really good, have lost a few games. People are going to count them out. They're going to get into the tournament as kind of a mid-seed and then be somebody's pretty popular pick to make it to the Final Four. Well, they Is that going to happen? They will be, yes, that's pretty much exactly. I mean, they've got two guys that are really good that are injured right now. There are very but few the team, people outside of the state of Michigan that love Tom Izzo the way I do. No, I agree with that. Um, they got two guys that are injured, okay, and they should hopefully be back by conference tournament time. So we'll see. I mean, this is the most predictable sport there is. Yeah. Because well, I, like Virginia. Virginia yeah. plus 1,000, it's like, okay, you knew that they were going to be awesome in the regular season. And then once it gets to tournament time, uh, they they'll probably win the AAC or ACC yeah. tournament because they, they typically do that. Uh, now, granted, they they, they've only they've only lost twice, but both have been to Duke. I was so, say, they have to be, um, find a way to beat Duke, or somebody could beat Duke for them because oh, that's, that's entirely true. possible. That's true. So, it, but Virginia will get to the tournament, and then they'll lose to somebody that they're not supposed to because the slowdown pace doesn't always work. So, either way. Uh, next up, Tennessee at number six plus twelve hundred. Then you've got Michigan at seven plus fourteen hundred. North Carolina plus sixteen hundred, and then nine 
below gets a little crazy. Is North Carolina good this year? North Carolina. Do you is, think they can win the national championship? If so, the NCAA tournament's all about matchups, right? That's right. They are good enough if they are in the right bracket and if the right teams get beat, right? So like last I year, I mean, we had we had Loyola point. Chicago and Kansas State playing in in the Elite Eight last year, Correct. like. I mean, come on. South Carolina the year before? Yeah, and those are teams that North Carolina could absolutely beat. So, yes. Now, if they have to play good team after good team, they're probably going to get picked off okay. somewhere. But they're still, like, they're really well coached because they always are. Well, Roy Williams cool. is great. I know who Roy is. I'm, I love um, him. And they've got talent. Like, they've got some really good freshmen, but they're not, like, lottery pick They guys. never get the like, pub with recruiting, like, Coach K does and like Cal does, or no. even you know any of the other schools. They got a guy that comes off their bench named Leaky Black. That's an awesome. That name. sounds like a rap name. That's an like, awesome name. I mean, that is awesome. That's like, an Leaky awesome Black. Name. What's up? Uh, number nine, Nevada plus twenty five hundred. I love that. Nevada's actually they've only lost one game all year. Okay. They are a top ten team. They things I didn't know. They made it to the Elite Eight last year. They start five seniors. Like okay, I do is, like seniors in the tournament. That's going to help me with making. Yes, yeah, and and Eric and Musselman is and now Musselman probably not going to be there next year. He will probably get like the UCLA job or something like that. We'll see. Uh, but Nevada, I mean, they got they got two NBA guys that play on their team. Okay, and it's, that's big it's in that legit. league. Yeah, in that league, that, yeah, you're going to win that league. Yeah. Uh, Kansas plus 3,000. I was trying to figure out where Kansas is. This is bonkers. Look, they got two guys out. Another guy that they were hoping to get back from NCAA eligibility stuff that that they didn't get back. They are starting, like, they are starting four freshmen right now. And one of the freshmen, they wanted to redshirt. Like, he wasn't even good enough to play Do you redshirt people in basketball? Yes, you can absolutely redshirt people in basketball. But do they? Like, if you get redshirted, are you ever going to see the field or the court? Yeah, absolutely. That's weird. I don't know. uh, Yeah, it's weird, but, like, if you got enough guys on the team and this guy needs more time to develop. So my favorite contract, stipulation, reward, bonus, whatever you want to call it, in all of college sports is a Bob Huggins deal where every every week – Every year he plays Kansas twice. Okay. Or however many times he plays Kansas. There's could, a bonus. It could be three times. There's there's a bonus in his contract where when he beats Kansas, he gets like a set. Now it's like 60 grand. Like, bam. Like, every time. If you beat Kansas, you get like you get 60 grand. That's crazy. They they so, beat Kansas this year. I know that. Yeah. They, I know that. They beat them. So, so I, I bet on two college basketball games this year. One of my won, one of my lost. And it's both. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Huggy Bear against Kansas. That makes sense. When you throw that tease at him, they show up different. Now last yeah, they, week, last week Kansas rolled them. Now I'll tell you this: uh, last night, a little money. Last night Kansas State rolled them. It was not good, not good. Uh, they rolled Kansas. No, Kansas State rolled West Virginia last. Well, yeah, night. I don't know that West Virginia is very good. They uh, got, no, they, they got are smoked by Kansas. So not very good at all. Uh, but Kansas is not very good. Like I. I was wondering just, where they were because I don't well, know. They're, they're number 10 on here, but it is in name alone. That's right. Like, this is not a good basketball team whatsoever. Uh, number 11, Purdue plus 3,000. I could see Purdue. Like, they got scores. They got guys inside. Like, they, they play defense. I Matt usually a great coach. like in the tournament Big Ten teams. 
I don't know why. I don't know why either. They don't typically make it uh, to the Final Four. I, mean, I don't do well in bracket things, but I like the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten plays like the type of basketball that you and they I grew up watching. They cover a lot of spreads, which is why I tend to like them. Because oh, I, I bet they're that. underdogs in most of the games that they play. Probably. Uh, number 12, Texas Tech. They are uh, three th- or plus 3,000. Villanova also plus 3,000. Number 14, Iowa State plus 4,000. And Marquette is also plus 4,000. Now, I was surprised that LSU was not listed on this. LSU's 20-4. and four. Can they win the national championship? I, I mean, I watched them go into Kentucky. Yes. And I watched them play tit for tat with Kentucky. I, I'll tell all you this. Game. This coming weekend, Tennessee has to go down to Baton Rouge. Holy crap. We'll, we'll see what LSU's made of. So Tennessee and Kentucky are both going to get each other twice and LSU in like the same week and a half. Yeah. That's tough. That's kind of a tough schedule there, man. Well, but I don't know I mean, that anybody necessarily knew. Usually, No, no. Nobody predicted that LSU right. would be this good. I don't know that people thought Tennessee was going to be this good. No. And Kentucky's always we the have, same thing. We would have heard about it around here. If, if people thought Tennessee would have been a top five basketball team, We'd have heard well, they about were, it months so ago. They were a preseason top ten, and in some polls they were top five, but nobody expected this. We didn't believe it, though. There's no, been, no, There's no. been many a times where you see a preseason poll out, and you're like, all they, right. They don't have a top 100 yeah, right. recruit that's on it. the roster. That's it. Like That's what's so insane about this is, like, what Rick Barnes is doing is – Pretty impressive. It, extraordinary. Good coach. Extraordinary. Uh, but yeah, so that's all that they've got listed for this. I mean, if I had, if you made me wager one of these, I'd probably go. Like, I like the odds on Michigan plus fourteen hundred. Um, I've heard too many people early on in the year say they thought Michigan was the best team in the country. Yeah. Now Villanova at plus three thousand. Like, yeah, they've had a couple of bad games here in the last week and a half, but. For the most part, if they get hot shooting, they have got a ton of shooters. And they know how to win. And they know how to win. And they've, they've been in this thing a lot. I mean, they've won two out of the last three. Plus 3,000 is good odds. Yeah, plus 3,000. I like that. It, Michigan worth plus 1,400. Yeah. Um, but be smart. Just money line every one of these oh, games. Oh, if you're ever going to take a favorite, yeah, just yeah, bet the just, games. Just money line. Like, or even if you're just going to take like Villanova, plus 3,000, yeah. it still would pay more to money line it. Every time. Just take the amount that you were going to put plus 3000 Yeah. Like, say you were going to do $1,000 on Villanova. Like, yeah, that would pay out what? $3,000. $3,000. It'll pay way more if you just money line from game one through game six. Yeah. Guarantee you. Well, your first game, if they're a high seed, is going to pay you almost nothing. Well, it'll pay almost nothing, but you take that, add to That's it. That's right. You you just, if you're, you just, if you're you rolling it over, rolling. then, yeah. I mean, obviously... You're going to bet more the next time. Well, that's right. You're going to bet more in the Sweet 16. You're going to bet more in the Elite Eight and whatever. And then, I mean, you get the national championship game, whether they're an underdog or a favorite, really doesn't matter. Like, you are going to be fine because you are are betting more money every time if you win. So, be smart with your money. Take it down to Tunica. Put it on what team you like the most, but wait until the tournament starts. Don't be – I'm not going to tell you not to bet on the futures here, but I will tell you it is a smarter play to wait until the tournament. If you feel like putting money on something like this, Vegas they got just your odds. Vegas just doesn't give you good odds. No. And any futures in any sport. No, they never do. 
But that's okay. Like in in other sports, you don't have to win six straight, right? Like in the NFL playoffs, yeah, you got to win like three straight, yeah. whatever. But in this, it is six straight games. It makes insanely more sense to do that. And so go down to Tunica. Go to tunicatravel.com to get more information on their six sports books. Follow us over at winningcureseverything.com. Everything you need to know over there. Go check that bad boy out. We're going to jump into college football futures. All right, let's jump into college football futures. We love gambling. We also love football. We love, we love sports. And you know who sports? else loves sports? Tunica Sportsbooks. Because they let you gamble on just about anything. You can find more information on their six sports books over at tunicatravel.com. Go check that bad boy out. Let's jump in. As of February 8th at the Westgate in Vegas, this is what the odds were to win the national championship in 2019. Right? Now, I understand it is, we're in February. It's early. We're still in college basketball season. Like, we hadn't even made it to spring practice yet. But these are the odds they have laid out. We're going to go through them. Let's go from 15 up to – nah, you know what? We know what the top teams are. We'll, we'll go backwards. How's that? Clemson 2-1. to one. Just about to say. Not surprising, right? Nope. Uh, now, when we talk about the S&P projections here in a little bit, you might be a little surprised by that. But uh, Alabama 5-2, to two, they're the second uh, lowest odds. The third one was not the third one before. They were fourth, and then they moved up. Okay. Um, they just moved from four to three. That's yeah. Okay. Well, and and even still, they and Georgia still have the same odds. It's it's eight this, to one. It's Ohio State. This is and this is strictly probably betting perspective. You've got an entire state with a large national fan base betting on one team. And Justin Fields Moving is money. well, not even that. Justin Fields was ruled eligible, and yeah, that's what but, that's what shifted. Okay, that's fine. Um, Georgia eight to one. Okay. I mean, I, I could see it, right? Like, this is this is supposed to be Kirby's year. Okay. Ohio State at 8-1, to one, I'm a little – I don't know. I mean, I, do we know what to expect from Ryan Day? We have no idea, right? No. Do we know what to expect from the defense? That wasn't good last year. No, I mean, they, they hired – defense coordinator. Uh, no, they lost uh, – well, they fired Greg Schiano. They lost Alex Greenwich, and then they hired – one of Jim Harbaugh's guys. Yeah. Which is a little crazy. Yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird. Did you hear that story? Ryan Day called Jim Harbaugh to ask him if he could interview one of his assistants. Like, normally you just call the school. Yep. But Day called Harbaugh, and it's... That's a classy move. It's definitely a classy move, I'm but okay like between those two schools... Urban Meyer would have never done that. No. And I don't think Harbaugh would have done that either. No. So it but takes it, balls. Yeah. I mean it's it definitely takes balls. Uh fifth is Michigan at fourteen to one. That surprise you? No. They're really good defense. Their defense I mean they got Shea Patterson coming their back. Their defensive coordinator didn't take a head coaching job. They're gonna be a top five team this year. I thought they were all last year. That that defense is gonna keep them in games. Yeah, yeah. You're as long right. as the same guys calling defense and they continue to have the talent Don that Brown. on that side of the football, then then that's not going anywhere. Uh, the next few might surprise you. Okay. There's one team I'm missing that I thought would be in the top. What was that top five? Top five. No, I guess they're not, but they would be in this next section. If they're not here, I'm gonna be shocked. Texas is 25 to one. Okay. 
Nebraska. Holy shit. At 30 to 1. Wow, really? Yeah. 30 to wow. 1. Wow. Same odds <laughs> Am as. Am I missing something? Uh, same odds as these other teams Washington, 30 to 1. Florida, 30 to 1. Notre Dame, 30 to 1. And Oregon, so 30 to 1. So we're talking just. Just really loving Scott Frost. Yeah. I mean, that just has to be it, right? Oh, that's absolutely it. I mean, they didn't, like, slip and fall and wake up with, like, North Dakota State's national championship team as a roster, right? Like, no. I don't think they're that – are they no, good? No, it's, it's, they... the, it's the same roster, and the recruiting was – Okay. Like, okay. good, not great? Like, yeah, like – It's oh. it's strange, right? Now, that's, I will say that's... this. Like, they got hot – Towards the end of last season, they won. This what? is one of those. Can I bet the field? Can I bet against and just lay a shitload of odds? Well, I mean, you you can bet against in their division. I, I mean, because they again. still got Wisconsin. They still got uh, Northwestern, Northwestern, baby, the reigning yeah. champs of the West. So I mean, there's there's still teams that you know. That's shocking to me. Yeah, Nebraska at thirty to one was bananas because like they all. they got to fix that defense up pretty well. Uh, Washington thirty one, not surprising. No, Jacob Easton's going to be starting this year. Florida thirty to one. No, that's no, I don't like that either. Now, that's ridiculous. Well, well, that's ridiculous. Maybe I mean maybe it's not. Okay, maybe it's not. All right. Um, but we'll talk about that in the the S and P stuff. Uh, Notre Dame thirty to one. That was a little bit shocking because I felt like they lost a lot on defense. I'm I'm crazy shocked. That a big boy school with a big boy budget, a big boy recruiting class, and a big boy, the biggest boy coach paycheck-wise, wasn't in the top 10? Well, wasn't in the top 11. They're not even in the 11. So who's 11? Well, 11 was Oregon at 31. Oh, so that was 11. So are are they 12? Well, let's let's roll through. Okay. Texas A&M? That's it. 41. That's somebody I thought – you're talking about just how odds work, fan bases. It's all about betting perspective. It's not really always how they think it's going to wash out. I cannot believe Nebraska was like 30, eighth? 30 to 1. No, they were seventh. Seventh. Well, it tied for seventh, okay. right? So. And, and, and A&M, A&M is 40 is to 1. 12. Behind Oregon, Florida, Notre Dame, Washington, and Nebraska. I would – Notre Dame might be the only other one that I would give an now, opportunity I, I, to. I'll tell you this, because you haven't looked at the schedule yet. I haven't looked at anything. You're right. A and M schedule is brutal. Okay, that they, could have a they lot play, to do with it. They played Georgia the week before they play LSU to end the season. Okay, that's tough. So, and then and then if they were to get to the SEC championship They'll game, replay Georgia or Florida probably. Yeah. So. I mean it. It is unless my fighting must champs have a it chance. Is, it is brutal this season. Their schedule that's did not, not set up well. They also play. At Clemson this year, like Texas A&M is tough. All right, all right. This is not the year to go all in on Jimbo. No, no. I have. You're right. I have not even thought about next year's schedule. So, and but we will get there. We're going to be doing a whole lot of preview stuff this year. That is brutal, man. Yeah, I mean they they got to go to. And here's what's crazy though: you take all of those games right there. If they just go 500, they ruin two team season. Oh yeah. I mean they don't win it, but they take two. They take it away from somebody else. Yeah. So I mean they they got Alabama coming to Caulfield. That's that's. But they got to go to Baton Rouge. Two I believe Clemson. they got to go to Athens and, and then two Clemson. And then two oh, Clemson. That is yeah. a three game. No, I'm sure they don't play those back to back to back. But it doesn't no, matter. no, 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 no. Those they, three road games. 
Clemson is the second weekend of the season. Alabama's okay. right in the middle. And then Georgia and LSU, I believe, are back to back. Oh. All it's, right. It's that's, bad juju. That's why Jimbo's got such a big yeah. odds. All yeah. right. Uh, Wisconsin at 60 to 1. I'd still take them over Nebraska with that schedule. Yeah. Uh, LSU 60 to 1 and Auburn 60 to 1. I was surprised at LSU 60 to 1. They return the quarterback, they return the running back, they return the receivers. They they return a lot of guys yeah, this but year. It doesn't matter. Um they know they, gotta go they, to, they know that we can't beat Bama. Got to go to Bryant Denny this year. Yeah. Uh Auburn at 60 to 1 is a little intriguing the fact that they don't have a quarterback though. Just uh, never I never worry about Auburn's quarterback situation with Miles on. Uh, I'm not an Auburn fan, so I'm not the guy that wants Malzahn gone constantly. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. And and I, I like his offenses for the most part, and I never worry about the quarterback situation. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. He's uh, going to find one, and they're going to be really good. Teams that were not on this list. That should have made a list. That, that, should, have, that should have been on okay. here, I think. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma. Like, they didn't even list odds. Oh wow! Um, I mean, they got Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and they got like a lot of talent. There's on no offense. reason they should not still win the the Big Twelve. I, I mean, it depends on Texas, Texas right? That's it. So, You're right. But, You're right about that. You're right. About, but outside of that, like, I there's mean, nobody do we, else. Do we gonna... see Oklahoma State this being the year that they make that leap? No. I mean, I you know, is TCU going to turn things around? I you know, I don't know. I don't but, know either. I, uh, I can't imagine why they wouldn't make this, this list. I was uh, I was a little surprised they didn't have anything for um, Penn State. Now Penn State obviously replacing quarterback and whatnot. I was just about but to say, didn't they replace uh, Trace McSorley? McSorley, yeah. Um, Missouri, Utah, South Carolina, like mm. all these, no no chance for those guys. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State was not on it. UCF was not on it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, a little. I mean, it was just kind of surprising that it's. It's really limited to like fifteen teams. Can you see anybody outside of these fifteen teams that actually can win it? I mean, aside from Oklahoma, no. But oh, I, no, I don't Oklahoma's, think Oklahoma's legit. That's, I don't that think that, they shouldn't have been. Nebraska absolutely should be punted into the sun. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand the Nebraska. Well, I'd have Iowa on here before I'd have Nebraska. Well, I mean, Kurt you know Ferentz Kurt Ferentz is a, does. Kurt Ferentz is a grown ass man. No, you're right. You're right. And Nate you, Stanley's you coming back. You 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 doubt Kurt Ferentz. That's he made you he, a lot of money last year. He certainly did. He towards the end though, he started losing me some. That's he fine. Was, that's fine. But it's it, okay. It's but he made of, a lot early. It's part of the game. Um. But yeah, like I, Iowa every now and then has one of those seasons where if everything right, just right breaks now, right. right now, just not knowing anything about these teams other than what we know already. So we haven't seen spring practice. We don't know what their freshmen are going to look like. We don't know any of that stuff. We know what the teams looked like last year, and we're assuming, you know, 80% of it's coming back. You would have Iowa over Nebraska to win that conference, right? Yeah. Okay. That's – Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Iowa belongs on this list. But that's but how Nebraska far, that's how far back Nebraska – We're going to get some Nebraska hate. Yeah, and that'll be okay. Oh, yeah, uh, but but I'm I'm not afraid of that. But but Nebraska like now part of this might be so many people like betting on them. That's it. I wonder is it because they got really of, hot at the end of last a season. A lot of Adrian people Martinez pumping money in them, and now we got to put them on the board. I mean that that might be it. I mean you remember the Raiders uh, last year or two years ago, whatever, got so much love they were like the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. 
didn't even make the playoffs. No, no. Like it had no. had no prayer. Change coaches. Like <laughs> all that kind of mess. It was a disaster. But it's you know when when people pump money in, it obviously changes the odds. Nebraska is not the seventh best team in college football. Uh, I'm now, really, now watch them so watch them ex- go out and go I was undefeated. So excited and about A and M this year, and then then I didn't realize they had to play. And then I told you their schedule: Georgia and Clemson. That sucks. And then I mean they still got Auburn that's coming to. Well, they've station. they've got the rest of the SEC that's their yeah. normal schedule. But they got Georgia and Clemson Georgia and, and Alabama and and, well, and Bama, going to better. Bama, LSU. Auburn, that's all part of it. Ole Miss will do well, but something it, weird. See, State might be good. Part of it know. is like so many road games, right? That's it. Like at Clemson, at Georgia, at LSU. Yeah, those those three. Just those, just those Ooh. three. If those are the only three games you play on the road, that that ain't fun. That's that's not fun at all. Uh, yeah, so that, that wraps up the college football national championship futures. Leave your comments below. Tell us if we missed somebody. It, I mean, should Boise State be on this list? Should – <laughs> Should UCF be on the list? Probably, Probably not. not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, even but, but even. Hang on. UCF should be on this list more than Nebraska. No, I don't. I mean, Listen, I know I had some Texas people hating me. Yeah, but there's no reason for Nebraska to be on this list. No, you you probably right. You probably. I right. like and no, I like Scott Frost. But come on, man. If you like any of these, go down to Tunica, just to do. put your bets in. Tunicatravel.com is the place to find more information about their six sports books. You can find more information about us, our previews, our picks, our daily podcast, uh, our YouTube stuff, everything else over at winningcureseverything.com. Help your boy out. Share the show out. Leave some comments. All right, here we go. College football initial S&P Plus projections. Now... I don't think we're going to do this for, like, ESPN's FPI and all that kind of stuff. But, like, the S&P Plus, pretty good against the spread. It is a realistic number that it, that projects for the future, like, how good these teams are actually going to be. Like, it, it accounts for everything as far as successful plays, where their defense and offense rank, like, okay. everything all into one. So, uh, as always, show's brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible, wonderful sports books. We love them all. Go check out more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. What goes into the SNP Plus? This is Bill Conley from SB Nation's uh, projection system. It's his analytical system. It is, I mean, it's been really good. Really good. Uh, there are three things that go into the initial one, right? The weighted four-year recruiting rankings, returning offensive and defensive production, and then recent history, which is five years ago up until the year before last. So it doesn't take your like your last season. So like Kentucky going ten and three last year, That's that right. was kind of the outlier. That's right. It's not going to take as much from that because obviously part of that's brought into returning production and whatever. But it weighs more in on, you know, your your overall history over the last five years. So, would you prefer I start from 30 back to 1? I mean, they, they, there's a little shocking stuff at the top. Um, I mean, there's some shocking stuff. How about this? I'll, I'll give you uh, interesting teams that are outside the top 30. Cool. I've only got three of those. Number 107 was Kansas. They're the second-to-last ranked 
Power Five team. Do you, can you tell who the last Power Five team is? Is it an SEC team? No, it is not. Oh, I was about to go. It is so far from an SEC that team. I'm, that I'm really glad I didn't. I didn't say this team. Their fans would crush it is, me. It is miles away from an SEC okay, team. Okay, then I have no idea. Rutgers. Oh, I should have known that. I, knew <laughs> I that. thought you would because of your oh, your yeah. disdain for them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, no, that's but Kansas. I don't even think of them as a Power Five team. Les Miles. Not a lot of recruiting. You know, weight. Nah. Not a lot of recent history. Not a lot of. Uh, uh, returning production, like the, no. Les is starting over. Yes. Which, by the way, did you read the article about him that Ross Dellinger did? No, I'm where he's saying. he's gone vegan now. So okay, it, I, okay. Well, kind of vegan. It's a kind. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> what do they call it? It's a. Uh, I know the a gist of it. Flexitarian or a he's, fle- oh flexitarian. Flexitarian. He said. He said I eat vegan unless there's chicken. Yeah. And then I'll eat the chicken. Yeah. Unless there's like beef, and then I'll eat the beef. So so you you eat vegan. If there's only vegan food around. Yeah. But if there's anything else around, you'll eat that yeah, too. He, he doesn't want to like, be rude. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it, it was great. It's a yeah, great article. I don't want to be rude either. And so that's Sports Illustrated, fat. Ross Dillinger did a fantastic piece. It, I think he's having fun with this. I'll, you know and, how I feel about Les. Oh, I know. I hate that he's stuck at Kansas, but I hope he has a good time with it. Well, I think Don't take it too seriously. Don't worry about wins and If losses. it doesn't work at Kansas, AAF probably got you a job. I'd love be, that. He should be there anyway. Come to Memphis. If he came to Memphis, we might be talking like stalkerish. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm not denying that. No, I'm just I, saying. I can understand it. I can understand it. I wouldn't like hurt him. I wouldn't like hold him hostage. No, you just I mean, it would, it would all be in love. Of but, course, of but course. I would be around a lot. Uh, number eighty in this was Army. Man, they were like really good last year. They were year. eleven and two last year, but their their successful numbers, their uh, explosive plays, all that kind of stuff, like throughout the season. Anybody see the Houston great. game? It, well, exactly. <laughs> um, but they, I, I don't think they're returning production. They're okay. recruiting all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's, well, yeah. yeah, their recruiting numbers are going to be terrible. Yeah, um, I have Recent no idea history what re- from five years or, back because they've been good for three years now. Good is a relative term. They've been better than they have been the last three years. I mean, last year they went 11-2. Last year they were good. The two years before last year, they were better than they have been. Yeah. I wouldn't have called them good. And then the two years before that, they were 3-8. and eight. They and were so, garbage. So, yeah. So, with Army being 11-2 uh, and two last year and the recent history being five years ago until the year before last, right. like, I can, I can kind of see it. Uh, They'll outperform that. I, I believe that. Though I, I do believe that. that. Uh, number 35 was Texas. Whoa. Who, who was your number six best odds, or I guess lowest odds, to win the national championship? Listen, all those Texas people sending me hate mail, you sent to Godfrey. Uh, they already did that. Not not Godfrey, Conley. This Conley. is Conley's thing. Oh, listen, okay. Um, all right, but, my bad. But yeah, Don't they, say te- Godfrey, Texas yeah. people have been irate about this. Uh, along, with, along with – UCF fans, and we'll get into that. We'll go 30 on back. How's that? Come on. Um, number 30, we got Virginia Tech. That doesn't surprise me. It kind of surprised me because of how many people they lost to transfers and how bad the defense was last oh, year. Oh, you thought but they'd be lower than this. I thought they'd be lower. Oh, yeah, but, that wouldn't shock me either. And their um, recruiting was not, you know, off the wall great this year. Like, it it, it seems like Virginia Tech was kind of trending in the wrong direction. That's right. But – 
I Man, we want could, Fuente to be so good, though, don't we? I, I could 100% see them bouncing back because last year they were so young on defense. I could I could see them being really good on that side of the ball this year. Still have a so. few flops here and there, but, you know. Uh, number 29, USC. Okay. Uh, I think Graham Harrell, the new offense coordinator, is going to be really good. He came from North Texas. I like him, you know. Okay. okay. Uh, but, I mean, Chip, like, if, if he don't win this year, like, is is done. Well, is this, kaput. This Clay, not Chip. Oh, sorry, Clay. Whoa. Yeah. Chip's probably not in the top 30. Chip, uh, no. Didn't make the top 30. No, no, not not even. I, I wouldn't have guessed it. Not even a snip. Just just guessing. Uh, no, Clay, if he don't win this year, it it's it's trouble. Big time trouble. Uh, number 28 is Florida State. I'm surprised they are in the top 30. It did not surprise me because of the weighted four-year recruiting rankings. Okay. The recent history, which is five years ago until the year before last. All right. And returning offensive and defensive production. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. Florida State going to underperform this. Yes. I, I would no, guarantee that. No I mean, they, they lost the Andre I'm gonna, Francois. Going to bet against this. They got one scholarship quarterback. Yeah. One. Yeah. That is bad. insane. It's going to be bad. Number 27, Central Florida. Okay. Sound about right, you think? For the way this contraption works, yeah, that's what I would guess. Number 26 is Memphis. <laughs> now right. you're like, okay. The fact that those two are back-to-back does not surprise me at all. No. They virtually have had the same season except for – the last two years, except for Central Florida, has beaten Memphis. Yeah, I mean Central Florida four zero against Memphis. But the way they recruit is pretty equal. The way they play out of conference has been close to equal. Yeah, returning offensive and Return, defensive yeah. production. I, I would venture to say they are. There's no doubt that they they should be right next to one another. Yeah, Memphis uh, would. I have, wonder if like a if, big recruit pushed Memphis over the top. I would not doubt that. They. they I don't know who did. that could have been or would have been, but I wonder if. I don't, I, know. I don't know the answer to that. Who knows? No, you know what? Who's probably going to hurt them? Returning offensive production, losing McKinnon. And McKenzie and, Milton. Yes. Yeah. And then McKenzie, that's it. And then Memphis bringing back almost everybody. Yeah. that's That's got to be what well, I don't know. I mean, Memphis, uh, Memphis lost uh, Daryl Henderson. So, I mean, that's a lot of yards. No, that's massive. So, I don't know. Like, I think Memphis has done a better recruiting job over the last five years. Um, Milton just has to be worth more. Well, I guess the the recent history, like five years ago, like, well, yeah, Central Florida was zero and twelve, or how many years whatever, ago it was? Yeah. Uh, that was four years ago. That's so within maybe, the five year window. That that probably makes sense. Um, Iowa at twenty five. Okay, I like that. that. that feels you, pretty good. You know how I feel about them. Yep, Boise State twenty four. That doesn't surprise me, but I don't think I don't think they'll underperform that. Um, I could see them being in the top twenty five. Maybe okay. like Fresno State, uh, who who was the Mountain West champs this year? No, like they okay. lose everybody right, this year. They'll be in the top twenty. Okay, you're right. And so uh, I Miss, immediately equate: Will they be better than Iowa? Uh, you know who That's Boise State? My mind. You know who uh, who Boise State opens their season with? No, is it a big boy? It's a big boy. Who? Florida State. They're gonna win in that game. Jacksonville. They're gonna win that game. I I think they probably will. Money early the the opening and we'll do a video on this, but the opening weekend or really opening two weekends of yeah. college football this year, outstanding. That's good. 
That's, they really did a good job this year. I wish there were more home and homes. I mean, that we always Boise do. State Florida State game is going to be crap. Yeah, but it's it's going to be it's fun to watch Boise the uniforms. State. It's good. It's big for Boise State. Well, and it and it's not in Tallahassee. It's in Jacksonville, Doesn't which matter. is I mean, it's Tallahassee East, That's but fine. like whatever. Uh, Michigan State at twenty three. That's we haven't talked about this. That, that was the me. weirdest thing ever. What D'Antonio did. He took all the guys on the offensive staff and kept them all and just, like, reshuffled their position. Yeah, everybody's coaching somebody different. Like, look, I, man, mean, I, I, I ride. I know you ride with D'Antonio. Ride with I, I, I know. I you know. got to take the good with the bad. You got to take things you can't explain. I ride with D'Antonio. Here's another guy you ride with. 22, Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy. I do like Gundy. You you think they'll be back to – I mean, they they got to replace the quarterback. I, I want them to be better because the Big 12 is just more fun when there's something to talk about other than Oklahoma just bulldozing everyone. Well, and, and now that Texas is back, it's like Oklahoma, Texas. And, like, Matt Rule at Baylor should be fun. And uh, the new guy from North Dakota State at Kansas State, like – Kansas State. That's going to take some time. That's going to take time. That's going to take time. Uh, Neil Brown at West Virginia. Like I no, think he's okay, going to be no, really good. I think he could be good quick. Um, but it, but they replace Will Greer. Like they replace yeah. a whole lot on that's that team. Right. I mean, it's okay. Texas Tech. Like the, the Matt qu- Wells, I think is going to do well there. But mm, eh. that's hard to say. It. I mean, it's define do well. It, I mean, six and six. I mean, I think I think he could. Shock some big boys, and I mean, it seven and five is not out of the realm of possibility down there. But yeah, yeah five and seven is typically what they've been. So, yeah. but but they will be competitive, and they will play teams tough. Um, at off Oklahoma State, number twenty one, Tennessee. That's a lot higher than I would have guessed. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be really good this year. I, you know how I feel about that. I want them to be. They they've got a lot of returning production. The SEC has not been the same since they're, they have they're been recruiting. bad for a long time. Oh yeah, their recruiting has been really good. Uh, they got Jim Chaney from Georgia. Like, yeah, this is. I, I think Tennessee's going to have a pretty good season. Number twenty is Oregon. Uh, so do we really believe in Oregon? Because their betting odds are 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 up there, and then the S and P's got them in the top twenty. I um, mean, I, so I I did. More so Are they when return, now they're returning. Uh, what's his name? Justin Herbert. He's not going to the draft. No, he is not going to the draft. So that's big. Um, but they they fired Jim Levitt, which was a strange move. But like people that are in the circles know, like the Cristobal and Levitt did not get along well because yeah. Levitt does not do a good job being an assistant coach. Like he was a head coach for so many years, it he is didn't tough. Take orders well. Yeah, he just wants to do his own thing, and Cristobal like has a vision for this program. So uh, Oregon's got talent. I think part of it might have been like they had a top ten recruiting class this year, and Those maybe maybe because the Pac twelve is going to be a little down. Maybe it didn't surprise me. Um, and so Oregon at twenty, number nineteen, Miami. Manny Diaz his first year. He's got Dan Enos, Alabama's quarterback coach at OC. Uh, they brought in Tate Martell. I believe Tate Martell is going to be ruled immediately eligible oh, because yep. everybody else in the free world is. I mean, Miami could be good if Martell is good. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. They okay. they lose some guys, but, man, the chemistry on that team was weird last man, year. But you're talking about a first-time first head coach. He's just going to make mistakes. 
You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Number 18, South Carolina. No way. Yeah. Fighting 18. Uh, I mean, they bring back uh, uh, they bring back Jake Bentley. Debo's gone. But defense, uh, it was young last year. It's going to be more experienced this year. I would, I, I'm not going to be upset. I've been, I've been riding Mustamp for too long. I'll tell you this: I'm not picking them to now. win the East this year. Well, no, I probably won't do that. I, I, I felt don't like hate. now. Listen, I might do that. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> uh, number seventeen, Utah. Whoa! Now that's a. That's a lot higher that's, than I was that's expecting. That's up there, uh, but I think I think Tyler Hundley comes back. I think uh, they're going to be pretty good. I mean, it, it, look, Kyle Whittingham always has a good team. He always finds a way to make them eight and four, nine and three, something like that. They won the division for the first time ever last they year. They play tougher physical football than most Pac-12 teams do. And because they do that, and the Pac-12 beat, is so down, they can beat Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Yes, they can. Number sixteen is uh, Missouri. That's shocking to me. No, we'll, we'll see what happens with the bowl ban and all that because I would imagine that'll probably be overturned. I take that back. I have no idea if that's going to be overturned. It, under normal circumstances, no, because the analogy is you're asking your parents to unground you right after they grounded you. But because of the situation and because of how egregious this looked and whatnot, like... I could see them taking the bull ban off and just like giving them a financial penalty, something like that. I, I could see a multitude of ways that this could possibly go. But Missouri at 16, they got Kelly Bryant from Clemson coming in at starting quarterback. So they've got an experienced guy back there. Are you shocked that Bryant went to Missouri? I was insanely shocked. I can't believe that happened. I, I like, could, like, did somebody's daddy get a job? Uh, no, or, uncle or something like that's weird to me. No, he, he would leave Clemson for Missouri. Here's the reason he said he wanted to go there. Uh, he felt like he could be better prepared for the NFL under Derek Dooley in that bunch, which all those shocked years, me. All those years coaching for the Cowboys, I guess Derek Dooley got some NFL pool. I guess I I don't know that that makes very little sense to me. But fifteen was Washington. Okay, that's I'm, I'm that okay makes with that. perfect sense. Like anywhere from ten to twenty yeah. for Washington would. I, been, I think Chris Peterson's one of the top five or six best coaches and, and in they, all of college football. They lose some guys. That's right, but they're getting some guys. But I, mean, I, I mean, think they, Easton's good. I think yeah, Easton's going to be real good. Easton's really good. His decision making at Georgia was a little. He was young. He was a true freshman. What do we know about his decision making? Yeah, I guess you're he was right. Eighteen. We, yeah, you're right. He's got. He was. Jesus. Does he have three years left? He should. He only played one. I thought he played. I think he was a true freshman, and then next year Fromm came in and took his job. Now he might he might have lost that second year because he played some and Fromm played some. No, he he only played the first game. He got hurt, and then he got hurt. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll do some research on that. Uh, Penn State at fourteen. Got to replace that quarterback. I need to see what the offense looks like. Yep, got to replace that quarterback. Thirteen, Texas A and M. Yeah, I was, I was real chesty on them for a while, and then I saw their schedule. Yeah, schedules, schedules bad. I don't know that I'm gonna let that scare me. Like this, this team could be eight and four and be one of the like five best top, teams in the yeah, country. Yeah, no, they could be like a top two or three team in the country and and be and eight be, and four and be, and be yeah, eight and four, nine and three. Yeah, I mean, I mean they could finish nine and three and legitimately be the third best team in college football. Yeah. 
Number 12, Notre Dame. Ian Book comes that back. Me at all. Uh they they got a lot of guys back. They they did lose some dudes on defense, but they I mean their coaching staff is back intact like they, they embarrassed him one game and that team then went on to embarrass Alabama. Yeah, it well, embarrassed that's, everybody for the That's but that's what I'm saying season. like like we all stood up and screamed they should have never been allowed in this tournament. Yeah. And and then we were like well, so are we just not going to allow Alabama to be in the tournament because they just did the same thing they did Notre Dame? Yeah, Clemson last year was a, a different level. So that uh, we all collectively owe Notre Dame an apology, and I am not going to wash them off of what they did last year. Number eleven, Wisconsin. They had better fix the fumbling problem. Well, fix the fumbling problem, and and just the overall feeling around the program last year was bad. Strange. You know, I love Wisconsin. They got out Wisconsin by BYU. They they got destroyed by Minnesota. They, I mean, it was just, it was bad all the way around. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah, it was. One it was game I enjoyed watching. One, and that was the Miami-Wisconsin bowl game. Yeah. That's it. Uh, number 10, Mississippi State. I was curious how high they were going to be because they lost a lot on defense. But they lost Nick Fitzgerald on offense, which yeah, I think would right. actually they be lost. like uh, addition by subtraction. It's addition by subtraction in our world, but in this computer algorithm that doesn't think like that, yeah, their offensive production is gone. And their defensive yeah. production is gone. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not, some of it. So, like, their defensive line production is gone, Yeah, but – Linebackers and secondary, they are back, uh, but uh, they were young. I, they you they were young the, last did you, year. Did you see the secondary? I know. I'm glad know. they're back. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I would imagine you are. <laughs> You're an LSU fan, absolutely. <laughs> they uh, they couldn't stop many people. Keaton Thompson, I think, is going to be much better at quarterback for them. I think Moorhead, second year in, the offense is going to look much better. You would hope. I'm Otherwise, to, I'm I'm standing on this that if Neil Brown comes out swinging, it is justification for athletic directors to be fired. I can see that. I can see that. Number nine, Michigan. Okay, it's kind of low. I thought it's where I they, think they're going to be. They did lose a lot of guys I, to the NFL. I was just about to say I think they lost a lot. I trust them to still be good, but but based on this, and if it goes back five years, then then they they haven't been that great, so their last five year trend wouldn't wouldn't put them much higher than this. Yeah. Wouldn't give them any reason to put them high at all. No, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, number, That's about where they are. Number no, eight, Auburn. Okay, that didn't surprise me. Uh, recruiting really helped out Auburn a lot. Um, and I mean, five years ago was. I think everywhere, every one of these numbers, they lost a quarterback. Yeah. That which. I don't know how Again, much offensive better, production that was, though. It, but not much for them last year. Gus runs the football, and and well, but he couldn't last year, and that's what's crazy. Well, I know that. But I, I think Gus calling plays this year, like I think you know. Now, obviously, this formula doesn't take any of that into uh, no. consideration. That's right. Number seven, Ohio State. Okay, I'm all right with that. Seem a little low. No, I mean uh, recruiting, returning and uh, returning offensive and defensive production, recent history. I felt like Ohio State would be up like way top four ish. I don't know. I felt like them and Michigan. I really do. I know that they blew Michigan out of the water. I think them and Michigan aren't a whole lot of different. Yeah, you might be right. And 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 Ohio State fans will hate that. 
but I don't – I mean, if, I, if I'm if i okay with Michigan being 9 or 10, if I would have guessed, I would have probably guessed Ohio State 6 or 7. This is where it starts to get a little crazy. Okay. Number 6 is Florida. Man. Yeah. When we saw the odds earlier in Florida was so high, I thought, I think that's high. Is Mullins that good? Am I undervaluing Dan? I think he might be a little bit. I'm not trying to. I know he's a good coach, but this is different. Well, I think we, a good coach. we have always like and doing something this we, big. We've thought about Florida a certain way since McElwain got there, but I think it, a lot of okay. So the the national championship odds, I think some of that had to do with them just boat racing Michigan. Yeah. But also Felipe Franks, like he turned Felipe Franks into a good quarterback in the second half of the season. Correct. So, does Florida have enough talent to be able to compete with, like, Georgia? I mean, that's really who they need to compete with, like LSU. In the East, that's right. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, Yeah, they, in, the, they, in the SEC, they've got to beat Florida or Georgia, and they've got to beat LSU. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, you got South Carolina, and Kentucky got them last year, and Missouri got them last year. Well, but we like, think, If we think Tennessee's going to be better. This is why I just this shocks me. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, I think all of those other teams are getting better. And I don't know that I'm not saying Florida got worse, but I don't know that Florida got that much better. Number five was Oklahoma. Man, they're lower than I thought. But how much lower? are you putting on college? I, mean, I thought that would have been up there, man. Last five year trend, recruiting has to be strong for the last God knows how long. Yeah, but I mean, Oklahoma's then, had like. You can't say. Two top lost, 10 classes so, in the last four. They've like, lost offensive production because. Yeah. And I mean, they, they lost repl- their last two quarterbacks. They, and they But they just replace it with another dude that wins the Heisman Trophy and competes for national Yeah, title. I mean, they, they got – I think uh, Rodney Anderson's coming back at running back next yeah. year. Like, I don't think they lose a lot else outside of Kyler, and I know Kyler's a big deal. Well, and they got Jalen coming in. Yeah, but Baker was a big deal, and it didn't matter. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm shocked. I actually thought they would be – when you said we're getting a little crazy, I thought maybe the stigma would be that Oklahoma would be five or six – and I thought they might be one or two or three. Number four is LSU. Holy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. All right. That yeah, I mean, they, they return the quarterback. They return uh, just they return basically everybody. The, the, the right? downside of returning everybody is our offensive line is not good enough to beat. But. To block the but they But they got another front. year to get better right at some point in time those other guys are just they're getting better too and they're already better i mean alabama's entire defensive line basically was gone so like and mississippi states is too i guess those are the two that i was scared of florida's yeah. what about them they pushed us around pretty florida hard. got two guys that are leaving so okay all right i mean maybe you, the you guys see, that they couldn't block aren't going to be there so those are the three teams that pushed us around up front yeah like just pushed us around now stated didn't matter and then the other ones, it did. Number three, Clemson. Holy cow. Well, okay, Clemson's losing the farm on defense, I bet. And they lose a lot. Oh, on, on offense. offense. Oh, they're losing skill guys. And and offensive line. Yeah, okay, that doesn't surprise me. Everything else Clemson's doing and, great. And if you look at their so recruiting still three. rankings. There's still three, by the way. If, yeah. But the only reason they're not one or two is because they, they might have, like, 12 guys drafted in the first two days of the draft. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's pretty nuts. I mean, really. Uh, Georgia at two. 
That's yeah. Okay, and then that, that makes sense. One. In the Alabama yeah. number one. Yeah, that that's what I thought would so be the, one. The Clemson two and recruiting three. stuff also weighs them down a little bit because they don't have the the top five classes. That's right. They all yeah. I remember. Like that. they they, they bring in some five stars and then they just kind of fill out the rest. That's right. Man, that's that's a little nuts. Um, Florida okay. at six was super surprising. LSU at four, a that, little surprising. That was real surprising. Like not just a little surprising, really surprising to me. Ohio State was lower than I thought. Uh, Michigan, lower than I thought, uh, although Michigan does lose a lot. Ohio State does lose some. Outside um, of Bosa, I thought LSU was losing the best defensive player in football. Wisconsin seemed kind of high at 11. No, that, I do think that's high. But if if we take last year and say last year is an anomaly, because you're looking at their five year trend, yeah, their five year trend says, and that's part of it. But eleven is the wheelhouse. Wisconsin's recruiting though isn't like, but it's never crazy. been good. It's never been good. But they're know? but they're returning production. They, I mean, they're bringing back everybody. Yeah, other than they've the been book. able to do what they've done over the last five years. If you're only going to look back five yeah. years, they've been able to do that white clockwork with the exact same recruiting. No, I mean you're right. So you were absolutely right. Uh, that's going to wrap I, up. Our, I like I like this S and P. Um, well, yeah, because it it only looks at the analytics. Yeah, only looks at the numbers, right? So if you're just looking at numbers, it kind of gives you an idea of this is where this team should be, and then you can match that with the coaching because this doesn't take coaching into consideration. This just takes the the actual analytical numbers. I would like to try to find a way to do a game where we pick like five Northwestern does something like this, but like five of these teams each, you can't pick them. Like I draft a team, they're off the board. You draft yeah. a team, they're off the board. And who underperforms and overperforms compared to this when the season starts? Well, when we, when we do projections, so like my number one pick would be like maybe Florida state. Who underperforms their, I think their they're going to, I think they're going to be, X amount of positions down more than team would be up or down any. We could do that. And if there's like a team that's not on this list at all that you think will finish well, I mean really that, high. So, so if all you think 130 UCF, teams are ranked. Yes, I know that. So, so if you think UCF will finish in the top five again, then they would be a number one pick because you they're going to finish 40 spots higher than Well, projected. twenty. it'd be 22 if they okay. were to reach five. But yeah. like – that would be it. Would have to go by the S and P numbers at done. the end of the season, yeah. Which is all analytical. I'm fine with that. So like, but I'm fine with Alabama that. at the end of last season. Yeah, was still number one yeah, at the S and P no. because of how crazy all the stuff was. I'm, I'm fine but, with that. Yeah, I think yeah we could absolutely do that. So that's something that you and I do before the season every year. Anyway, we, we talk about who is going to be the uh, the team that comes out of nowhere. That's right. Who's going to overperform last season's. You want me to uh, let the cat out of the bag for the team that I thought was the worst-ranked Power 5 team in the country? I would love for you to tell me that. And Are I, you going to say Arkansas? I was going to say Arkansas. Yeah. And I can't believe I totally forgot about Rutgers and Oregon State, which I know Oregon State's getting better. Well, now, you you got to think about Arkansas's recruiting. You'd I mean, already it, taken Kansas off the books, and I and I was trying to think of like the historically bad ones. I was like, oh, the ACC doesn't really have anybody that's been that bad that long. Okay. You know, and so I was just playing through it, and I was like, "Man, Arkansas's been bad, and they're and they seem to be getting worse." Like I didn't think they'd get worse than they got last year, and I think they might be worse. That's, well, they they bring in a new quarterback. Like I think year two of of Chad's system probably going to be a little bit better. Maybe. Schedule may not be as difficult. 
I should I not, say that. I mean, they were I losing. I should not have put them in the same thought or world or region as Rutgers. Uh, they that, they were not. That uh, was wrong. They were not lower than one hundred. I know that. that I think was, I think they were wrong. still in the top eighty. That's bad. So because while they were super bad last year. They do bring back a lot of production and whatnot, so like. But is eh. that a good thing that they bring that production back? I do not think so. Because I think it would be better if they turned all that production over. How long do you think they give Chad Morris? <laughs> I don't know the if, answer. If to he that. goes two and ten again this I year, do they fire him? People who making fun of Brett Bielman, Luke. Brett Bielman's big ass just won a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, he got him ring. They can all go eat it. You, th- you think maybe if he goes two and ten again, yeah. you think they they could oh, probably no, fire him? Absolutely, two and ten, four wins. Yeah, because there's the non-conference schedule in college football. Unless you're one of these big teams that plays another big team, is so soft. There's no reason for you to not win three or four games. I agree. Because I mean, last there, year they there lost are to four, there are four built-in wins by they bringing lost to high North Texas. They yes. lost to Colorado State. Yes, like you, you can't do that. You can't be losing those games. You can't be in the SEC and do that. Vanderbilt wins those games. Chad Morris, this ain't SMU player. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I want Arkansas to be better. Wait, I think all of us do. I, I really do want my conference. I, oh, not just my conference. I, like I said, I want Oklahoma State to be better. And teach, I, I like college football when teams are good. But when it's not nearly as chalky as when it was got, this when past season. When you've got season. six or seven great teams and everybody else – there's 50 feet of crap between the great teams and the next team. It's just not fun. It's not fun. I, I really hope it's different this coming year. I really hope it's different. All right, that's going to wrap up uh, the show, I believe. That's it. Yep, that's it. Uh, forever. As always, Tunica Travel. Not forever. Until next week. Uh, com. Go figure out which sports book you like the best. Down in Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Follow us. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. We got everything there Facebook, Twitter, podcasts, YouTube, etc. Hit that subscribe button. Leave your comments below. We'll see you guys again next week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at at Gary WCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 551- Two two six nine eight nine nine, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review. For every twenty-five written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Labonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.